This is exactly right. Hello. We want to take a second to tell you about one of our favorite podcasts, Disgraceland. If you like music, pop culture, and true crime, this is the podcast for you. Through host Jake Brennan's deeply researched storytelling, you'll hear all about the lives and crimes of musicians like Jerry Lee Lewis, Jay-Z, The Rolling Stones, and so many more. And now Disgraceland is expanding to include artists, actors, athletes, and other icons from Anthony Bourdain to Andy Warhol. Full episodes are released every Tuesday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Goodbye. What's up? Hey. Remember those commercials? What's up? Oh, I do. I like to remind you of those every four months. I love it. Was there a frog in those? That was a different Budweiser commercial. Oh. These were just the bros that were friends and they would call each other and say, what's up? Is it like the, the show Party Down? Like he, the character he plays, is ba- Adam Scott plays, is basically like, it's a, ver- it's a version of an actor in one of those commercials who made a shit ton of money and now is like dried up and has to work at a catering company but I think it's based on the what's up guys is it yeah because he says it's like catchphrase it's really anyways who cares it's a great show though everyone such a good it. show please such a good show please uh, Hulu the shit out of that thing. oh my god is it on Hulu I don't know oh, I, I was like cheap. wow <laughs> it is a fucking great show anyways uh, guys it's a mini hey it's you, my favorite universe. that's why you have that feeling listen it hasn't happened yet so basically we're in the future right now but we just got home from our big weekend tour oh my god it was a West Coast mini tour. We didn't get killed. Uh, that would be the most insane I irony. Know. I know, but I'm, this is the I tape that Stephen decides whether or not to release when we're dead on our Patreon. He, he charges like <laughs> Stephen. I want to go on record and I want to say, make the money, dude. Make Please as much, make the money as long as you don't kill us. Have that? Yeah, you better not. And also fucking Casio keyboard theme song the big <laughs> shit out of the beginning it should be like a four minute intro that's all be doo doo boo 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 you have to listen you can't fast forward it yeah you have to I <laughs> can't even right now you can't you, you can't, can't too. even Steven <laughs> you can't even wow so thanks for listening um, thanks for thanks for coming, coming to hey Vancouver hey Seattle hey Oakland that was the greatest you guys were the best crowds we've ever seen we've, in the future and we in the future loved you so much mm-hmm. and had we were so great and you were so great thank you to the anonymous donor of a giant fucking envelope of money I mean that was unnecessary but appreciate it yes yeah. the pill dealer that we picked up in Vancouver yeah, we, was great yeah. we donated the pills to charity yeah those children feel nothing now yeah. um, thank god and what a great it's just a successful weekend yeah. all around I feel like what yeah totally um, still my family's somehow mad at me Anyhow, just kidding. I'm, I'm the my future stress, which I was just complaining you? to these guys is I have um, seventy three family members coming to, and old friends coming to my show in Oakland, and I'm positive everyone's going to leave angry in some way. 
And the only good news is my dad isn't coming. My sister sent me a text and goes, breathe easy. Dad's not coming. Oh, daddy. I want him there. I want to point him out and for everyone to wave at him. He'll come. We have to go to, you know what it is? We should ask to play Santa Rosa at the Wells Fargo Center, which is closer to our house. And it's a big old place. Great. I bet people would come. I wonder how much Joe would like or dislike me doing this right now. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, every episode we just throw out random places we want to go to. Yeah. And people are, and then Cleveland's like, yes. And we're like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't know Sorry, Cleveland. Do. We don't have any control over it. I mean, I have a fucking warrant for my arrest in Cleveland. They're not going to let me in there. But I have to say, Clevelanders are stoked. Yeah. They've been tweeting and like responding like crazy of like, please come to I gotta Cleveland. I got to say, Cleveland is... Uh, See, it's always one of those cities that I'm like, I bet it's fucking cool. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, what, what if I moved from L.A. and I moved to like New York? I hate New York. But then you think about these other places, you're like, Cleveland. Cleveland would be super fun. You could go change your identity and move to Cleveland and fucking do whatever you want. You know what I bet you could do in Cleveland? What? Well, for me, anyway, I could bulk up good. I could be like, I could start drinking again. I could eat. I would only eat spaghetti mixed with chili. No reputation. It doesn't matter. I don't have to like in this town, like I'm so hyper psychotic and secure. But then if I go to a town like that, it's like, I bet you would be a huge plus. Yeah. I bet you guys are like, I'm looking for a gal with a beer in her hand and a big old butt. I want a girl who can fucking deal with her shit. I don't want a fucking little pretty, pretty miss. Well, I, I mean, that's not, it's not act like I'm not pretty. Well, you still be pretty, you know what I mean? Like a fucking skinny little bi- big fake booby. I don't know. We're going down a bad path. Let's I started this. us there. Let's just say Cleveland sounds fun. I'm trying to support you and I'm doing what you did to Jimmy Pardo. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. And yeah, who wants to be pretty? <laughs> what? That girl's yeah. like, no, oh my God, stop. I'm not. Um, oh, also we're insulting. Yeah. Like all of Ohio right now. That's not how I meant it at all. Steven, cut all of it. Steven, I swear to God, if you release this episode, you will never have a Patreon page. God damn it, Steven. Want me to go first? Okay, Hometown Murders. Let's do it. Let's do this and let's let's be serious about okay. it. Go, Ready? This is out of Seattle. No, and we're the, just there. The t- we, and we had the best fucking time. Oh my god. Everyone there is so thin. Oh my god. <laughs> um, subject line Holy fuck, and I survived and MFM all in one. Ew. Hi, Karen and Georgia. I never thought I could actually pick a favorite murder. <laughs> I get it. But this takes. This one takes the cake and it's a hometown murder. Yes. Okay, we begin in North Bend, Washington, a small town about 30 miles east of Seattle. It's a beautiful woodsy area close to the mountains and hiking and such. Um, 26-year-old Tennyson Jacobson is getting ready to, uh, to celebrate her first Mother's Day when a man enters her home through an unlocked door. Oh, no. He grabs her Lock by the pony. Lock your door. Lock your door. Lock your fucking door. Oh, and quick reminder, it's been about six months. Clean out that fucking lint trap in your dryer. Who is just new listening? Karen's dad was a fireman. <sighs> I get so stressed out. Clean out your lint dryer. Please Sorry. clean out the lint trap. Even if it's not yours. Yeah. If you're at the laundromat. Yeah. Just pull, my, pull it out. Yeah. He grabs her by the ponytail, slams her on the ground, and demands money. Before leaving, he hits her across the face so hard, his baseball cap falls off. Tennyson is terrified he's going to hurt her seven-month-old baby that is in a playpen just feet away. But he leaves instead before Tennyson's mother, who had been in the bathroom, comes out screaming. 
Oh, comes out to her screaming. Okay. So he leaves. She starts screaming and her mother comes out of the bathroom. She calls 911 and her husband, who had left the house just 15 minutes prior. A report is made. Evidence is collected. Blah, blah, blah. She showers and goes to dinner with her husband as planned that night. Wait, she got attacked and goes to dinner with her husband that night? Yeah. Uh, well, albeit still shaken was the next line. But yes, that's uh, what happens. Let's make it a quiet night in. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Hey, you want to Netflix and like chill while I, uh, I get come stuck down? in traffic and I'm like, we're staying in, like we're canceling plans. For real. Oh God, she's so sweet. Well, the next line is, I know what you're thinking. Oh. What the fuck? Where's the murder? Oh, it's not about what we were thinking. No. You don't know what we're thinking. <laughs> what the fuck? Where's the murder? Just wait. Uh-oh. That same night, while in bed, the dog starts fussing, so the husband goes to take him out. Tennyson tells him to take the baseball bat with him. He thought she was just being silly, so he grabbed the wasp spray instead. They'd gotten advice that wasp spray is just as effective as pepper spray. <gasps> Good to know. Was there a run on pepper spray at the local Walmart? <laughs> Good question. Um, ugh. Anyway, the dog starts growling, and the intruder is in the house. No, no, no. Just standing no, there. No. Husband begins to fight off his... Uh, Who the fuck? Why would you... Husband begins the fight of his life, figuring this guy is going to kill us if I don't take care. Yeah. He is fighting with him and struggling with him for a long time. Then Tennyson hears the scuffling, grabs the wooden bat and runs downstairs. She starts beating the hell out of him with the bat girl. It, until it breaks in her hand. Good girl. Pause. I'm just reading out the paper. No, I know. Pause. These two own a CrossFit gym. Uh, they ain't no punks. <laughs> but still, the husband is struggling, and while Tennyson is standing there shocked, the husband yells, help. She grabs the wasp spray and empties the can on the guy's face. Fuck yeah. But it does nothing. What the fuck? Finally, she goes to the kitchen, grabs a knife, and just starts stabbing the fuck out of him at least 10 times. Oh my God. He finally stops struggling, and the motherfucker keels over and dies while bleeding out in the dining room. The cops found the bloody knife in the kitchen sink with a chunk of it missing. <gasps> yeah, fuck yeah, you go girl, get stabby with it. Did you write this, Georgia? No, what? <laughs> I'm offended that you ever think that. My dad wrote that. He says you go girl all the time. Okay, obviously it was determined to be self-defense and no charges were filed. However, there you have it. Wait, no. The What's best fucking I survived in my favorite murder all in one. Sorry, this story is hella fucking long, but I love you guys. Keep it up. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. And the and just buy the fucking pepper spray. Cassandra. You left out a huge part of this. Who the fuck is the guy? What the fuck was he doing there? How the fuck did he find them? Why did he pick on them? Additional details if you have time. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she signed it and everything. They found a video camera with a tripod duct tape and a flashlight on the guy. A flashlight on the guy. What? Uh, a tripod videotape duct tape oh flashlight that sounds okay, like wait. they think he may go, have intended an abduction and sexual assault turns out he'd been recently divorced and Tennyson resembles his ex-wife he also had a YouTube channel with monologues about how women are evil and shit he lived in a trailer on seven acres and had driven halfway to their house that night before walking the rest of the way through a trail in the woods Ooh. they found his shoe prints outside indicating he had been loitering or casing the place they don't know how he got in the house because they swear they checked the locks three times key he had a key I bet what did you say I bet he had a key somehow oh yeah 
if he was like stalking her and yeah. doing the work yeah but also how how why did he not react to that wasp spray let's try it right now steven <laughs> stand up <laughs> because you know sometimes when people are on pcp they yeah, have no I was like, thinking there's that no effect yeah I think anything sprayed in your eyes are going to react. I had an Uber driver, a female Uber driver once when we were talking about like how scary it is to be a lady Uber driver late at night. And I was like, do you have pepper spray? And she's like, no, I have air freshener because someone told me that if you spray pepper spray in an enclosed space, you're going to get it too. But if you spray air freshener directly in someone's eyes, it'll fuck them up, but it won't fuck you up. Yeah. You won't get choking or whatever. Resage. Mm, good tip. Well, that was fucked up. That was super fucked up. I'm glad up. they survived. There's something about a person parking their car and walking the rest of the way that's horrifying. Determined. Yeah. Also, I think it's unfair that he get a walk. He gets to walk through a trail in the woods like Lottie fucking da, and we don't get to do that. Well, you can. I, no, I can't. <laughs> it's your life. Just do it in the daytime. It's my death. With people. <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear the long one or the longer one? I don't know. Okay. Do you want to hear the one that says Pepto-Bismol bleach abortion anyone? Mm, no. What are my choices? Or <laughs> six-person familiacide in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, Let's do that. God, the choices are horrifying. Really? That one's not... That one <laughs> seems better to me. A familial side? Famili- familicide. How do you say that? Like a family side? Yeah. Like a familicide. Familicide. That's right. Is that right? Okay. I think so. Hi, Karen in Georgia. I'm Hi. from <laughs> I'm from Vancouver. Oh my god, we were just there. Oh my god. And my favorite with a U, creepiest murder is one that happened in a suburb of Vancouver in 1983. A 22-year-old man named Bruce Blackman, who was later diagnosed as a delusional schizophrenic, killed six of his family members early one morning. A neighbor was outside when it happened, having heard what turned out to be gunshots. Then he saw two people next door run out of the garage, only to be shot by a figure in the garage, who then came out and beat the man to death by a hammer or some shit. (laughs) The worst thing about this murder, Jesus, uh, is that the signs of of very serious delusions were present for several weeks before the murders, but none of the family wanted to admit that things were serious. In fact, Bruce had started believing that he was being given messages from a Bible that he had found in the garage and that one of the only ways that, quote, true message could be received was if a person ate their own bodily fluids. Yeah, I think you know where this is going. So he started masturbating, then saving his (laughs) semen. That's not where I thought this was going. It was absolutely not. (laughs) And wait, and eating it. Ew! But <laughs> okay, nope. I mean, and that's the end of it. Oh no, um, <laughs> just a super gross story. Yeah. Also, just the idea that that's coming from a Bible in the garage. Yeah. Isn't it weird that like he could have been a cult leader if he had the right demeanor? Yeah. Like people would have been like, he found he. If he had a little more like outward yeah. thing instead of so inward. Right. And then all these cultures like, God's talking to me. And most people are like, he's fucking insane. And some people are like, God's talking to him. Right. What the fuck? Okay. So he started saving a semen, but this wasn't enough for him because he wanted his family to get the message as well. And so he started trying to get them to eat their own bodily fluids. What if your brother? So, which uh, they politely declined. No, thank you. He broke into Daryl. <laughs> He broke into his sister's house early one morning while she was sleeping and stole one of her menstrual pads, in all caps. 
from the garbage and all caps made her a smoothie. This is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Owen also pages using the blood and also pages from his Bible. Okay. Yeah, this isn't uh, a good plan. No, it's not a healthy plan. What if it worked? <laughs> She's like, "Ooh, what's this? A strange voice." What if it just worked? What if he's like the band he put in was too ripe, and that didn't work because of that? <laughs> you know, when you put it, like, would have worked if he was yeah. a better uh, chef. He put in flax seeds instead of chia seeds, and like, yeah, that's why it didn't. And work. he negated his own super plan. Everyone knows menstrual blood goes with chia seeds. Okay, you do know that there is. There's some like I, it might be in a movie or something, but there's something of like Italian, like old country Italian women, if they want to get keep their man, no. they put menstrual blood into the, into the spaghetti sauce. No, it's in a movie. No, I think. yeah, no. That's how like, keep your man, girl. He's just like well, want to move on from that, and I'm not ready. Um, we can't. We can stay here. The What's, thing is that, like, then what if that? So then you get to keep your man, but that's what you have done. But to you keep know him. that he's ingested your ventral. Mm. <gasps> Everyone's dying who's listening to this right now. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Oh my god, it's actually literally. <laughs> it's not a week after the weekend. It's actually we were lying to you guys. It's Sorry. fucking Valentine's Day. I had to reveal. <laughs> I had to expose and reveal for the joke. Didn't even think about. That. I didn't either. Sorry. I'm sorry about everything I've done in the past twenty minutes. Why? Well, it just feels that way. This is not, I mean, we'll be dead by the time this. Oh my god! I hope we're not, Karen. <laughs> Stop saying I it. Know. <laughs> you know, today my therapist said to me instead of getting Xanax for this trip to just listen to Sigur Ross. Oh, is that what they're called? That and band, like, dude. You don't fucking clearly after a year and a half, you don't understand my anxiety. <laughs> You don't get me. I love that. Like, that's the thing that, like, I bet a bunch of teens would be like, I love my therapist to tell me to listen to Sarah Ross. Yeah. Instead of fucking medicating me to the hilt. Um, Oh, my therapist actually said, because I told her the joke we were making of that we need to get pills because we both have so much travel anxiety. And she said, have you considered taking beta blockers, which are not, yeah, they're non narcotic. They're purely, I don't know. Where do you throw that out there? I've never had those. I don't know. I guess we have to go to our dealer. Okay, I bet they sell them in Canada. Okay. Uh, around the same time, he insisted on making his other pregnant sister breakfast one morning. No. Pass. No. I'm good. I had breakfast already. You I had a, a hard boiled egg. Don't let any fool make you breakfast. No. I had a hard boiled egg. <laughs> but it was bitter, and so she didn't eat much of it. Smart. I bet it. She fed a few spoonfuls to her dog and then threw the rest of it out. She sounds just as crazy. Afterwards, both the dog and her were so violently ill that the dog almost died, and she spent several days in the hospital and almost lost her baby. For fuck's sake. The family kept denying the signs of mental illness even after all these episodes. The night before the murder, he was staying at his parents' house and called both his sisters, who no longer lived there, saying that he had an important thing to discuss and that the whole family had to be there. He was also talking about knives and some general gibberish, so they called... So the sister called Bruce's psychiatrist who said that they should take him to the hospital immediately and that he would have a room prepared. The father declined. Fucking fuck, Uh, man. Yeah. The father declined, saying that they would deal with it in the morning. Yeah, go to sleep with this person in your fucking house. dude. And that he thought that he could handle it for the night. That night, during the middle of the night, he shot and bludgeoned six of his family members, including one of the sisters who drove over after the phone call. Jesus Christ. And then the last line is, he was released with a new identity in the 90s. 
knock, knock, knock. That's not what I thought the last. Maybe, wait, did I mess up the papers? Because that can't be real. He no, was, that was it. He nope, was, that's it. That's, that's it. Last For fuck's sake. <laughs> Steven, you deleted a bunch of shit out of that. His name was, her name, the person who sent that was Aja. 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 Mm-hmm. Aja, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, Aja, for having nightmares um, happen to me. I mean, there's so many different versions of nightmare in that one. Because also, just I think of that all the time. Remember in the in LA when they did that news report, and it was they had gone into all the different um, restaurants around town and gotten hidden mm-hmm. footage of what they were actually doing in kit- kitchens. And that's why they have the letter rating here now. Exactly right. That was right when I moved to LA. Oh my god! And I think about it any time I go any restaurant I just think and now I give over the good faith that you're not going to put boogers in this salad or whatever thing you might feel the need to do whenever I eat like shrimp or scallops or oysters out somewhere I think one of these could be a fucking time bomb like I love them I'm gonna eat them but one of them could be what would just oh because if they're off one if like a clam if one (laughs) is off you're gonna be and I, I know that and <laughs> I eat clam. you know what I mean like when one clam is bad yeah a time bomb clam and you could just fucking be violently ill you're hospitalized finished. the last time I had food poisoning it was because of a, a Chinese chicken salad that I got at Fresh and Easy a chain that no longer exists it in doesn't. Los Angeles um, it was a great concept but clearly they weren't either right and I had such bad food poisoning I was staying at my friend's house I had just moved back from Chicago and oh god food poisoning at a friend's house yes you don't want that I was like she was out of town for the weekend thank god you gotta be god I wanna be alone as fuck all I did was lay on it the guest bed and then get up and go into the bathroom and then come back and lay down and go back and took nothing for like full 24 hours and I have since that time have not been able to eat cabbage or anything cabbage like Mm -hmm. because that's what all all of it was Jesus Uh, Jesus is right literally (laughs) Uh, I bet you looked real svelte afterwards oh my god I was finally beautiful Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye.
If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you can make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Oh yeah, go. Uh, let's see. This one says a teacup is a terrible hiding spot. Ladies, huh. flattery first. You're awesome. Oh. I'm a government drone and binge your entire show at work in maybe a week and a half. Cool. Got a couple coworkers hooked too. Thanks for making our work days go by a little faster. And thank you so much for being open about mental health and sobriety. Fuck man, the government's onto us now. <laughs> Fuck man. Um, so this isn't a hometown murder per se, but I feel it's up your alley. As a grad student in the mid-60s, my mom rented a basement room in a Seattle no, boarding house. Don't do any of those things. Basement, I'm, Seattle, no. 60s, board house. Everything. <laughs> boarding house? Boarding, boarding house. house. Don't do it. Okay. Between school and work, she wasn't home a whole lot and didn't really know her neighbors. One dude was kind of creepy, but not enough to phase her. The landlady was a sweet elderly woman who kept the master keys in a teacup in her front hall. No, no, no. Uh -huh. No. Can you hide my fucking house key, please? I would say that. Go, sorry. I, I think I know what... Where no. is this going? Okay. Mom lived alone and always kept her door locked. So one day she got home and found some of her clothing laid out on the bed oh as if she were sleeping. Oh, oh my God. She didn't specify, but I got the impression that whoever laid the clothes out had also 
Masturbate made a bit a of a pond. mess on them. Yes. <laughs> That's sweet. I'm like, jerk dodge. <laughs> She's like, a mess. Um, smart lady that she is, she got the fuck out of there, called her brother to help her pack up her things and never set foot in the house again. Good girl. A few years later, she got a call from an old classmate asking if she'd seen the news. Turns out the creepy ex-neighbor had been convicted of stalking, raping, and murdering a young woman not too long after mom had moved out. Oh my God. She never knew for sure if she was behind, if he was behind the break-in, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I wish I had more specifics, but she didn't recall his name or anything. She just kind of offhandedly sprung the story on me it. one day and never mentioned it again. I love moms. I, for real. Uh, the teacup is the bit that gets me. I know it was a different time, but seriously, a damn teacup? Uh, love you guys. Take care. A. P.S. On the off chance you end up using mom's story, could my name be left out? <laughs> well, I only said A. Oh, P.P.S. A while back, I was listening to you guys and let out this god-awful snort of laughter just as the big boss walked by my cube. I was embarrassed enough that I lost the thread of your conversation for a second, so I skipped back to catch what I'd missed and did the exact same thing again while she was still in earshot. (laughs) I wonder what it was. I want to know what it was. That's so good. That's so funny. Wow, that's That's fucked up. Creepy. I I like that near miss. Do you think this is insane? I heard a thing like it was probably another one of those like uh, undercover, you know, but this time about valets uh-huh. and that you should always when you valet, you should always take. And I, I don't want to insult valets because I don't I this is whatever. But like, you know, a nightclub valet, let's say not that <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, don't pick a type. OK, a valet. Yeah. Uh, you should take your car key, your house keys with you. Yes. Because it's that you're at this restaurant. They know you're not home. They have your house key. They have your address because it's on your paperwork in your car. Yeah. And they can break into your house. That was actually a storyline on an episode of CSI. Are you fucking kidding me? Los Angeles, I think. I can't remember. But no, I think that's a common thing. That Is like, it? It's just saying, they're li- it's like when Facebook first came out and yeah. people would be like, I'm going to Tahoe for seven full right. days and I can't wait. And then people would get robbed. And yeah. Be like, yeah, because you're telling everybody. Yeah. So I think it's less like a, a, accusing or finger pointing at people who do the work of being a valet and more like you have to tighten up your game so that you're just not kind of weirdly leaving your shit out all over the place got it okay I love it. I've, I tip very well. That's <laughs> 50 cents. Well, uh, also, there have been so many of those stories. Like, I can't imagine, especially in L.A., people are working their ass off. They, It's a good job. You get good tips. Yeah. You're not going to steal 75 no. cents out of someone's ashtray or, like, no. press, make an, a mold of their house key. Right. Like you'd have, I mean, that's why would you even be a valet if you're Plus, that kind of burglar? In LA, your valets are so busy. You're running around, you're getting cars, you're dropping off cars, you're dealing with assholes. You're like, you don't have time to like go through the contents of their fucking trunk. It's the assholes that should be the people that everybody's like, here's a life hack to deal with these motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, last one. Let's instead do I smoked pot with my parental hometown murderer. Okay. This is in Oakland. And then they said, close to the Fox Theater. Oh. We were just there. Greetings, Stephen, Georgia, and Karen. Oh, that's a misstep. And is that why you picked that one, Stephen? Stephen, you're fired. Um, hi, I'm Ikea. A- I'm Ikea. I'm so- A- A-K-I-A. Yeah. 
I'm so excited for your Oakland show. The venue is across the street from my job. Oh, Yay. we're going to fucking patronize the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, what is it? Kinko's Coffee? We're there. <laughs> we're, I'm going to bring my whole family. <laughs> All righty. I know there have been a couple times you've wanted a hometown murder for the city you're doing in live shows. Here's one that happened less than five minutes from the Fox Theater in Oakland, California, oh, and it happened kind of recently. Shit. When I was in high school, I lived a block away from my school in Vision Academy, where, downtown Oakland, like four blocks from the Fox. This girl wants to give out her fucking location. She uh, doesn't give a shit. And I was notorious for ditching class. Girl, me too. Uh, wait, and I was notorious for ditching class, selling pot to the kids at school, and having a kick-ass room to smoke pot. <laughs> We're hanging out with you, Akia. For fuck's sake. Get ready. So this chapter... So this chapter... So this charter school was small, and there was one short ninth grader, Moses Kamen, who liked to make fun of kids because he was a total piece of crap. <laughs> I hate kids like that, and on multiple accounts, I had to stand up for some of these unfortunate kids. I cannot stand this short shit for some reason. Despite my outward hatred and somewhat bullying of him, he still tries to come in and hang out with some of the kids at my house. My answer was always no. I'm kind of confused. The exception being the day this kid, Moses, had at least a half a pound of weed on him. Jesus. My boyfriend, a few smoking friends, this kid, Moses, this grown-ass man, Moses, brought... Okay, this grown-ass man that Moses brought... And myself sit down in bed in the bedroom smoking for a good two hours. Oy. I maybe get back to school after lunch. <laughs> I reeked of pot and chilled so hard through the rest of school. <laughs> Moses came in, was found guilty of first degree murder of his father and second degree <sighs> murder of his mother. He was tried as an adult and convicted to 25 years in, to life in prison. Susan Poff, 50, and Robert came in, 55, were Moses's adoptive parents. They lived near Lake Merritt on... Avenue. Moses told police he argued with his mom over being suspended from Envision Academy, the school he went to. He choked her with his hands and a shirt and hid her dead body. He waited for his dad to come in the fucking dark behind a door and strangled Ugh. him from behind. Oh my god. Seems like he'd be really strong to strangle it. Like, uh, yeah, dude, right? Yeah. Moses proceeded to cover up his father's head with a plastic bag and sit on his chest with suffocating him. And then he wrote, what the fuck? This sadistic fuck looked into his face while he saw him gasp for life. Oh, Moses hid the bodies in the car and tried to burn it. So before I knew this, the day after smoking with Moses, a friend that was smoking with us was on the phone with Moses telling him, the best way to get rid of a body is to burn it. I was under the impression from the kids I knew who were close and speaking to Moses that the large man that was smoking with us helped Moses to get rid of get the bodies into the car. No so this was the day way. of I did not realize it was the day of. Moses was the only person convicted of this crime and to the best of my knowledge is definitely still serving. This could clearly has fucking issues. He was in and out of foster care a lot and suffered trauma with his biological family. Oh. A year later, Moses says this. I'm sorry for the crime that I committed. I hope none of you forgive me for my crime. I know you all think of me as a monster or something else. I'm just going to fade away. I hope none of you remember me ever again. Oh, that's really sad. The big bummer, aside from like the death, is the father was a psychologist in, San, in the San Francisco County Jail and the mom worked in the San Francisco Department of Public Health as a physician's assistant and neither of them could get him the help he needed before the worst happened. I hope this doesn't sound far-fetched to, to, uh, far to you. As I was writing it, I still couldn't believe it. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Akia. That is 
heavy duty. I didn't realize it was like, I thought like after we graduated, we found out that this happened. But she was like kind of in the mix. Insinuating it was like the day or the day after. It just makes me think of like, you know that thing like I get a ticket on my car. Yeah. Then the next thing I go to, I'm bringing like this little, like this like thing with me. Mm What, whether it be a birthday party or doing stand-up comedy or whatever. Can you imagine, like, going... <laughs> you go... You kill your parents and then you just go hang out and smoke pot. The one thing you can do that's going to make any tiny yeah. thing you're worried about, like, multiply it by 1,000. Or, say, I, what I was thinking was, you get a parking ticket and you're so enraged by it that you hurt someone like I think that's the thing is like the the anger people feel that like to do that is so uh not realistic like you get angry and you get pissed off and you yell you honk at a guy who's driving like an idiot but this other person fucking kills someone right Right. It's like what you're able to do and what you're like the capacity some people have to just like sit with things that would like put you into shock forever. Yeah. Or I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. The secret is Seager Ross. (laughs) He, Moses listened to Seager Ross. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a... Yeah. Um, we want to thank Oakland and Vancouver and Seattle. Guys. Showing us a great time. You, he, The thing I loved mm-hmm. was how after the show, we opened that stage door and the citizens of each city were lined up mm-hmm. for as far as the eye could see on every city street. Oh my God. And then we walked down the center of the city streets, high-fiving people. Giant key to the city waiting for us at the end of it. And then we took that key mm-hmm. and it opened the public swimming pool <laughs> and we just got to swim. <laughs> and then, then we got to find out all the secrets to, to the cold cases. And Pearl Jam was there. Pearl Jam was there. <laughs> Are we high? Like, this is... <laughs> that letter made me high. Um, I know. For real. Thanks for listening, you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. Um, I hope it was good. I hope it was great. And we hope that you... Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, this is long. He's not He's coming out. Missing. He's just not. It's not happening right now. <laughs> Meow, there. What about you, Mimi? <laughs> Mimi? Meow. Mimi. Huh? Wait. Mimi. <gasps> <No>. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Did you get that? Good job!